Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watched Unstoppable, a movie about a train that is unstoppable. This is actually based on a real-life incident. They call this the Crazy Eights Incident. Uh, the CSX 8888 uh, You know, incident. to the Joker, this is just a regular <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is about an out-of-control train. One might say it was unstoppable until they stopped it. And uh, well, a couple interesting facts about this. Parker uh, told me this in what I can only describe as a rambling text. Uh, this train okay. was... Uh, 18 how many was it was this like half a mile long this train and uh is that normal for trains i think that's well for this one it was and is your dad have feelings about trains he has to think so i I mean mean, if you were to watch this but like you know in general (laughs) if you were to if you were to watch this one he would probably have a strong feel this feels like a dad movie anyway the thing is like two hundred fifty-seven thousand pounds loaded and uh, it was it was going really fast. It was going over fifty miles an hour, and it was headed directly for Chaz Finster's ass. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they had to stop it by going backwards. Parker, your thoughts? My, uh, if you've not seen this movie, I challenge you to read the Wikipedia summary. Whoever wrote that is <laughs> has a that person definitely has a top ten hottest hedgehog list because Jesus Christ <laughs> that thing is I watched the movie I w- and I went back and read it and went I don't think any of that happened and these words don't make sense to me <laughs> whoever is, wrote that I really so, hope they're not armed <laughs> you know they are yeah oh for sure what if they have to open fire on a runaway train no right yeah well. But we will get to that for sure. <laughs> a good movie. Now, uh, before we get to that, Parker, do we have any news? Uh, I'm sorry, I just opened the Wikipedia and installed. While two yard hostlers are moving a mixed freight <laughs> West Virginia Railroad train at Fuller Yard in northern Pennsylvania. Like, why would you need those details? Just say Ethan Suplee and TJ Miller are being themselves. Yes. Uh, I have news, but it's more of a question for you. Uh, which would you prefer? Two things that were announced this week. More Lord of the Rings movies, or to watch Tom Brady do stand-up. I put this ball in your court. I know you're passionate about both of these things. Well, you know, both of these sound so appealing to me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that's a, Tom Brady should be good at stand-up. Uh, he seems very funny and likable. I cannot wait. <laughs> You know, the weird thing about it is, like, his social team, they, they've written jokes for him before. And you can, like, tell that he's got, like, a team of people who just, you know, they come up with shit. I'm not convinced he's going to be able to deliver, you know? I don't think oh he can God. just get up in front of a crowd and just do jokes. Chris, do you think kissing his son on the mouth is a bit? 
I I think that had to have been. I uh, I think someone wrote it in there and be like, nice, no, I can't do it. And then he did it. Oh my god! And they didn't put in the Jackass movie. They just put Tom it in. Brady's the fifth impractical joker this whole yeah. time. Tom, we've been listening to this hot podcast called Come Town. They always talk about fucking your dad and kissing your dad. The people will love it. Yeah. Just give him a smooch right on the mouth. And uh, oh my god, the, the mad lad actually did it. No, I, I don't care about like Lord of the Rings movies. Fucking. I don't have to watch it, you know? I'm really, really happy that... I'm really happy I got somebody with that fucking fake James Corden Lord of the Rings musical. That was really funny, by the way. Because <laughs> it's not uh, just that. It's, it's also the fact that he plays Tom Bombadil. It's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> the worst character in the series. Actually, actually great casting. Yeah. When you see those names next to each other, you're like, ah, well, this might be real. Yeah. It, it seems totally plausible. I like it, but I'm... Yes. I also have some news this week. And, uh, this one's time sensitive, so uh, um, you know, buckle up, listeners. You're uh, you're gonna want to make sure to mark this down in your calendars. Uh, for the uh, low, low price of thirty three dollars and nine cents, this Saturday you can listen to one Harry Duke of Sussex talk to some Canadian doctor about his trauma on a private live stream where you can submit your own questions and also you get a free copy of his book. I have served my time. <laughs> you know, Parker... Uh, I do have some questions for him. Maybe maybe he'll get back to me. Uh, Is it Parker, guaranteed I, he'll answer them? I, I think I'm the expert on consuming hairy content. So. <laughs> Humble brag. I have $33 burning a hole in my pocket. I got a lot of questions for them. I can buy a half a disc of mine. All right, so. (laughs) According to the website for Spare, the intimate conversation will focus on living with loss and the importance of personal healing. Oh. Okay. (laughs) No. I I will get to it this week. Today, specifically, uh. This episode almost didn't happen, boys. Almost full on melty at work. <laughs> oh, I am excited to hear all about Chris. So, uh, before we get to that, I guess we should do our jerks of the week. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. The jerks of the week for me are uh, two individuals on my trivia team whose names I will not disclose. Uh, besides saying that they're Michael and Jen, these two people have never heard of Foghorn Leghorn, and they're 28 years old. That's the That's sickest thing I've ever. And knowing heard where you live, like right, exactly. Well, or they live specifically. They, yeah, I don't live there. Either. You know, they said this wasn't going to happen when they tore down our statues, but <laughs> yeah, there go our heroes. You know, they took away Roald Dahl, and I said nothing. They took away Ian Fleming, and I said nothing. And when they took away the best Looney Tunes character, the most realistic character on there, there was no one left to speak for me. Are you sure he's more realistic than the 5'4 guy that carries his guns everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of Yosemite Sam looking motherfuckers I see just like dismount from their trucks every day. You have no idea. <laughs> it's a whole heave ho process. Uh, who are your jerks uh, of the week? My jerks of the week. So I watched this on AMC Plus, and before the movie started. They had a little ad for, hey, here's what's coming on AMC. That is where I learned of the Walking Dead universe and their four <laughs> concurrent television series. <laughs> Who yep. in the fuck 
is watching any of this. Is this one of these things where like every single like online TV journalist watches them, and that's just enough people to like have the renewal for another season? It's just this Ouroboros of complete yeah. dog shit. Like, who is watching this? It's actually a circle jerk. Yes, I. She had to calm me down from a tangent because I could just like feel it. She could see the gears turning. I was about to watch a train movie. I was already primed to have a complete spurg out, and she could just see my eyes darting. Like, no, 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 that's impossible. <laughs> she, she very kindly talked me down from the ledge. I personally, I wouldn't even watch any of those unless Chris Hardwick is talking about them. Oh my god! Oh, shut, I mean, shut up! Yeah, shut up! Like... Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> what is happening today? <laughs> Uh, Alex, who's your jerk of the week? Uh, my jerk of the week is Harry, Duke of Sussex, for calling the First <laughs> Amendment bonkers and saying he doesn't understand it. I fucking hate fucking my life. British people. I hate my fucking life so much. <laughs> life was so much easier when it was just being like, hey, uh, Dak almost had him. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got me. We lost again. Now my life is just getting updates on Prince Harry. Duke I, of Sussex. I like how this all happened because the TV show made it like little paper cutouts made fun of him. He's like, what? 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 They could, they could do that? Hey, buddy, you mess with age, you mess with all of New York. <laughs> Get them, boys. I'm oh. going to call my barrister to handle the <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> Every single thing he talks about just reminds me of the episode where uh, Token moves in with the rich kids and they play polo together. (laughs) (laughs) That's for you and maybe two people. (laughs) 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 You're welcome. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about what we watched recently. This fucking movie! Oh my god! This doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if this technically counts as a movie because it's uh it's under forty five minutes, so apparently it doesn't meet. It is considered a short uh, movie, but it's like just under, so it's whatever. After we signed off last night, I was just kind of clicking around, seeing what was on, and be like, oh, maybe I'll watch us talk about it on the show. This is. I don't. Let me know if you guys have heard of this. This is called Superstar: The Karen Carpenter Story. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Oh boy. Oh okay. no. So I if know you have, I don't I don't know that one, but I know her story. And, oh, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so anyone that know, Karen Carpenter was uh, half of the Carpenters, perhaps the whitest band that ever lived. You look at them, and they kind of look like this incestuous couple that belongs on the cover of like a skiing magazine. Uh, the brother is a piano prodigy, and uh, Karen Carpenter is the greatest singer in the world, and also a really good drummer. From Yardo, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They look, they basically look exactly like that, and the music they made was is basically the whitest music you've ever heard in your life. And it was kind of frustrating because they were actually really good. Uh, that being said, their songs kind of all sound the same. It's whatever. But uh, anyway, she died of uh, anorexia. It, like, it affected her brain. It was a pretty sad story. And I thought, huh, this uh, this looks interesting. I you know, watched a documentary about that. I like to learn. This movie is very infamous. Uh, Richard Carpenter, the brother, uh, tried to get this band. That was a huge mistake. I don't know if you're familiar well, with this. Unless he was in England. See, here, here's the thing. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Streisand effect, but basically uh, someone, a long time ago, someone was taking pictures of Barbara Streisand's house and uh, publishing them, and she tried to like get it banned or whatever like that, but that brought more attention to it. 
Same thing happened with this movie. You might be wondering, oh, why is it so controversial? Well, they're just going to show her, like, being skinny the whole time. No, the whole thing is made with Barbie dolls. And it looks like one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it tells the story fairly accurately, but they've got people recreating their voices and making up conversations that they never had. Richard Carpenter was well within his right to be furious about this. Uh, that being said, it's actually kind of well done because using the, the Barbie dolls as like uh, kind of a metaphor for women and uh, body image issues, that works as an artistic sort of vision. The most interesting thing about it is that if Richard Carpenter had said nothing, no one would remember this. It, it basically kind of looks like what if someone tried to make a stupid YouTube video back in the, the late 80s. Uh, do I recommend it? I don't know. Uh, it's it's tough. Uh, if you're not already a big Karen Carpenter fan, then... Uh, actually, I don't know if that would affect it. I think that you might uh, hate this, you know? You might find it really tasteless. Uh, that being said, it was nice to hear Superstar. It turns out Superstar is kind of a good song. So, got that going for it. What else did I watch? Uh, oh, remember when I talked about uh, The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, and I liked it quite a bit? And then I talked about I Am Legend with Will Smith, and I didn't like it so much. Well, they made another one in between those. It's another adaptation of that novel, which I guess is just the best novel of all time or something, called The Omega Man. And it has Charlton Heston. And it was made in 1971. And I keep doing this to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty exciting, huh? Yeah. You know, the weirdest thing is I was reading all the reviews were just like, yeah, you know, the first half hour is pretty good, but it's all downhill from there. Guys, I Am Legend had a better first half hour than this. And that movie sucks. <laughs> like, I, okay, uh, this is better than I Am Legend because most things in the world are better than I Am Legend. But overall, it's... It's a little too 70s for me. I don't like that the uh, the zombies are more of a cult than anything else. Uh, they can talk and they have feelings and stuff. It kind of feels weird. Uh, Charlton Heston's good because he's basically good in everything. But overall, I would say just stick with the original The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. That's a classic. This, I, it didn't do anything for me. Which is weird because like, people have been talking this up to me. Be like, oh, you like science fiction? I'm like, oh yeah, you should watch The Omega Man. And I didn't look up the year it was released. Years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like my sci-fi to like have a message. Oh, you just watch all these new stupid comic book movies and look at yeah. you now. Look well, at the that hole means... you found yourself in. <laughs> See, that's what gets me because I had to clear it up with a science fiction movie that does not have a message. That is not about anything besides, wouldn't it be cool to be a hero of space? I rewatched Flash Gordon. Dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So, you know what the biggest problem with Star Wars is? Everyone agrees. The music's awful. What we should do is replace it with Queen songs. <laughs> it is. I, okay, now, Alex, I know that when you watched uh, Highlander, you didn't like all those Queen songs they had in there. Yeah, but that's because they were the bad Queen songs. But what if they had the good Queen songs? Thus we have I, I Flash need, I know, I need, yeah. I need to watch this movie. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how I haven't seen it. But. That's that's one of the things here. I, I don't have the songs loaded on the soundboard, so I'll spare you guys the thing. But there's a big space battle, and then all of a sudden you hear the guitars kick, and you're just like, holy shit, this is so much cooler than Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's incredibly stupid and cheesy, and I I guess they call it campy. Uh, I, I, I don't really know what that means, so I try not to use the word. But it's so much fun to look at. It's so much fun when they 
they know they're uh, they're just trying to do something silly. And it's is it a good adaptation of the original Flash Gordon serials? No one is alive who would possibly Gives know. A shit. <laughs> there is. I mean, the ratio no one has ever actually watched those. The ratio of good Flash Gordon movies is one to one. The ratio of good Star Wars movies is dubious. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Therefore, comma, Flash Gordon's better. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, dude, if they had played some of the fucking Flash Gordon... That's what I want to make. I want to make it like, you know, they have the the Harmies version of Star Wars things. It's like the original version. What if we strip out that John Williams shit and we put in the Flash Gordon soundtrack over those Space Pals? Now we're cooking with grease. Fucking love Flash I'm Gordon. I'm not against it. I'll be honest with yeah. you. Also, Timothy Dalton's in, in this. Oh, is he ever... I forgot. Man. Yeah, I I want to watch that again. Uh, speaking of music and movies, I rewatched Manhunter. I still love it. Uh, it's tough to say anything about Manhunter that we haven't already said several times, but uh, I'm going to really challenge myself with coming up with a criticism here, and I think I found one. It, it's so it's so petulant that I almost feel bad for saying it, but I think I would have switched around two of the soundtracks. There's a uh, one I would have moved over to later on in the movie. I think it's the theme of Will Graham. I think it would have worked really well at the very end there. Instead, they have it where he's trying to figure stuff out. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it works there, but maybe it would work better if maybe he repeated it later on. Whatever, I guess it's kind of specific. Uh, I'll tell you this. I mentioned earlier on, uh, I think maybe it was last episode, I don't remember, with the Red Dragon one, where the Tooth Fairy Killer tries to stop killing in that movie. And in this one he doesn't try to stop but there is a look on his face and it's all told without words where you can tell that he would like to stop but he doesn't make any effort in that direction and I, I think that's actually stronger so uh, yeah Manhunter still fucking incredible and one of those movies that you really ought to watch over and over again but now a movie that uh, Parker just gonna say this gonna get out in front of this every once in a while I will watch a movie to which you will respond, why? And, uh... <laughs> the way I just leaned oh, forward. Oh, this could go in so many directions. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to back this up with two things. First of all, you watched this movie, so... Well, that means I'll, nothing. I, I will ask you why you watched it as well. Uh, but my reason for watching it is, uh... I, I've been kind of curious about Samara Weaving. Everyone says she's like the doppelganger for uh, Margot Robbie. And not uh, narrow it down. No, I know. I'm about to get to it. Uh, and we've only really seen Samara Weaving and I think one starring role, right? I think it was Ready or Not uh, was her starring role. She is in uh, Babylon way too briefly, which I think is a real shame because I that you could have played it up. sitting on my desktop. Yeah, I know. I'm ready for you to get to it. three hours long, yeah. so we'll get there. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, I was like, wait, why doesn't she have, like, more stuff there? She is a very good actress. She's obviously gorgeous. You know, why doesn't she get more roles? So I decided to look up what she has done. Like Monster Trucks. She has one line in that movie. I don't remember a second of that movie. I was... My family might listen to this. I don't remember that movie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I don't remember a fucking frame of that, but I logged it. Yeah, that see, was like movie six we watched that night. <laughs> don't ask me a fucking thing about no, it. No, I, I couldn't possibly blame you. See, Monster Trucks is, according to Letterboxd, the worst movie ever made. It's okay. uh, I watch it's fine. It's fine movie. I remember whatever. why we watched it, because uh, we discovered there was still a family video in our city, and we read it. Uh-huh. 
literally like a dozen things at once and uh <laughs> eyes were not on the tv for monster trucks i'm gonna be honest I, with you <laughs> i like the idea that you guys just went into this video store stuck your hand on the shelves and, and just knocked them i went to the new releases and went monster trucks and then i looked and saw this little goblin creature I was like <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got two dollars let's fucking rent it <laughs> exactly samar weaving is in this for literally only one line she is a background character and uh i think she deserves better give her more stuff anyway what is monster trucks about okay so you ever see um uh the iron giant Okay, so nope. next one I watch it. <laughs> See, well, one of the things I don't like is a lot of Letterboxd reviews are like, oh, it's just ripping off the Iron Giant. I'm like, oh no, it's ripping off a good movie. I hate when that happens. I hate when I watch more of a good thing. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is like, well, the Iron Giant in its own way was very similar to E.T. I think it's a lot better than E.T. But sometimes people take influences from things. That's not necessarily a bad thing. What I didn't know about this going in is this is a Nickelodeon movie. Probably should have been a warning, you know? Because there are people, a lot of people are like, you know, who is this for? This is for a very specific crowd of people who are the right age when it came out. And that's not me, yeah, sure. But, like, there are people our age who remember the movie Snow Day with fondness. Correct. I don't I Saw don't that understand. theaters. Same. Yeah, so, so did I. Yeah, I know. So There's going to be people who remember Monster Trucks uh, fairly positively. The basic idea here is uh, some weird, goopy alien creature is found deep within the Earth's husk. And it comes out and it can like kind of get into this stupid-looking truck and it can make it go really fast. And uh, someone's looking for oil and they uh, they make the car go really fast. Anyway... It's not great, but it's, you know, it's whatever. I didn't feel particularly strongly about it. Nor did I for this next one, which was uh, an assignment. Thank you, Wheel. This is the last... I have completed Eli Roth's filmography. I've watched Jesus everything this man has ever done. This is The House with a Clock in Its Walls, starring... This was Jack Eli Roth? Bl really? He, he directed it, yes. And the, that doesn't seem real. And I believe he wrote the screenplay. I know he said he was a huge fan of the book, which this is absolutely a PG movie. This is I've seen a, a lot of the 13. shit he's a fan of. He's not good at adapting that either. Yeah, this is uh, this is tied for his best movie, along with Death Wish 2018, which is... Also, I believe you. So, here's the wild thing. The more Jack Black I watch in movies, the more I realize, wait, he's really good. I, uh, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. I, yeah, he's actually... He's, it's not just like, oh, he's funny. He's a good dramatic actor when he wants to be, you know? And he almost always wants to be. He always puts forth that pathos. He's, I don't think he ever really turns in a half-assed performance. Or if he has, maybe I haven't seen it yet. And I think it's even better that he gets to play off of uh, Kate Blanchett in this movie. And right off the bat, that doesn't sound like a pairing that works. You know, Kate Blanchett versus Jack Black, though, you know, wacky Jack Black, which is what they actually called the Joker before he became the Joker. But uh, they are so funny in this. They are so great at uh, just sniping at each other throughout the movie. I think the real weakness is the little kid. Basic idea is some little, I think this takes place during the, the, like the 1940s or something like that. No, it's got to be earlier than the 40s. 30s, 40s, something like that. Uh, some kid, uh, I guess his parents die, and he has to go live with Uncle Jack Black and not Kate Blanchett. Actually, I don't know if they're together. Whatever. Uh, and they go to live in uh, this big old house that looks like it's haunted, and everyone in the neighborhood says it's haunted. It turns out, no, the house is just magical, and all the stuff can come alive, and he starts to learn magic from Jack Black, who's a warlock, and uses that word. 
and uh, he makes a bit of a mistake when he tries to raise uh, you know Kyle McLaughlin from the dead, and that creates a whole set of problems. Uh, as to the clock in the walls, I don't really care. Uh, it's fine. Uh, this is obviously for a younger crowd than I. Uh, but I, I wasn't, like, offended, which I usually am by most of Eli Roth's work. So, uh, again, thank you to the wheel. Did I do anything else? Uh, nothing worthwhile. Uh, Alex, what did you watch? Alright, just a couple to get to here. Uh, one thing I want to briefly touch on for one point and one point only. There's some, uh, uh, Korean reality show that they just put up on Netflix called Physical 100, and the whole premise is, like... They, ha they get, like, a hundred of, like, the most fit people of all different walks of life in in Korea, and they have them do, like, a physical competition to find out, like, who has, like, the best body or whatever. So, you know, you've got, like, like Olympic athletes, and you've got bodybuilders, and you've got, like, you know, fitness influencers and shit. Like, all these people. Just, like, like the who's who of, like, fitness in Korea. And then this one German guy. And it's really funny every time you see this fucking pickle deeter looking ass dude on screen. Pickle deeter. <laughs> it's it was doing a lot for me. I'm gonna be really sad when he gets eliminated in the next episode that I watch. Um. Uh, hey, you guys want to explain to me what the fuck's going on in Phantasm? Nope. Oh, dude. Absolutely get, not. <laughs> I could call my dad right now and get him to talk about how much he hates that fucking movie. <laughs> Why did you watch this? Why? Uh, Whoa, my girlfriend right. likes flashers now. I don't know. God, that's dude, so awesome. I'm so sorry to hear that. When you message me about that, I just stare at my phone like, is he fucking with me? Why is he asking no. me about Phantasm? Uh, Quite literally, every time, like, she's trying to find something to watch, like, after she's had an edible, it's go to Prime Video, search for Chopping Mall, and look at the recommendations based on that. Like, oh my god, that's such a good time. tech. That's such a good tech. Oh my god. That makes sense, actually. She's yeah. a genius. <laughs> I respect it. I, I respect that of all the movies that we've watched, the one that's really stuck with her is Chopping Mall. Because, you know, honestly, same. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Works. I will think about Chopping Mall for the rest of my life. That movie is genuinely so good. But, uh, yeah, so Phantasm. Uh, would love to tell you what is going on in any way, shape, or form in this fucking movie. But, uh, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, that take the fun out of it. It is admirable that they have all these ideas. I'm like, cool, we have $17, so let's see what we can do with that. Uh, sequels don't get much better. Also, they don't I... make any more sense. I was gonna like when I saw how many sequels there were to this. I was like, "This movie, really?" I they're all I mean, like funded uh, by the same guy. It's all that. Dude. That's yeah. fair. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I I was very confused the whole time I was watching it, and then it ended, and I was like, eh, "That's pretty good." So I don't really know what to do with that information. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that the ending ties the movie together, or even comes remotely close to tying the movie together. But, like, once it was over and I got to process the whole thing as, like, one piece, I was like, yeah, it's fine. I like that. Like, for a movie that was made before 1980, like, props to him. Hats off. That's probably the best they can do. Big fan of the scene where he's banging that lady in the bushes and she turns into a weird old man. Yeah, I remember that. There's a lot of choices there. I like the little flying ball thing that just, like, impales a dude's head and is never seen again. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I enjoyed just, like, being, getting home from work, walking my dog, and seeing a message that said, yo, are those Jawas? And I just had to explain, <laughs> like, 
kind of, but also no, but yeah. Correct. What a good movie. Yeah, they uh, they certainly don't make them like they used to. Thank goodness. Um, you guys want to hear about Cocaine Bear? Let's hear about Cocaine I, Bear. See, I'm so torn on that, because it looks like it could be fun or the most annoying thing on Earth. So thank you. All right. Well, before we get to that, I got to... Uh, um, we got to the theater ten minutes before trailers start for, like, the first time in, like, a fucking decade for me. So I got to see everything. So I've got a couple things I need to talk about here. Uh, other than the obvious, like, please let Harrison Ford rest. Like, he doesn't need this money. You don't have to keep offering him these checks. Like, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, Disagree, got, but for a different reason. Got a trailer for the new Guy Ritchie movie. Credited oh, as from the director of Sherlock Holmes and the Gentleman. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, God I keep damn. getting that trailer. It's a lot of British banter and also Aubrey Plaza. It's I mean, mind-numbing. I, I, oh, I'll be reporting back next week. Don't worry. Oh, no, I can't. Cannot wait. Uh, it's absolutely happening. Uh, uh, Hero of the Week is the little lady, because we got the Renfield trailer, and she made the exact same exasperated noise I did when Aquafina walked on the screen. So, uh, <laughs> that, you know, sometimes the only they, way. Representation matters. I, uh, what can I say? I know how to pick them. Uh, like, ah, oh, this might be kind of fun, I guess. Maybe. It seems kind of annoying. No. And then and you then just, just like, hear oh. that voice. You're like, God fucking damn it. This is going to be the most annoying fucking movie of my life. Yep. Uh, and I know I'm going to watch fun. it. because You two have brain. fun. I will not see this for free. Unlike Joel. <laughs> er. Are we going to have to have somebody watch Champions just to report back for the show? Dude. <laughs> are, are we going to have to? I didn't realize that was a real movie. <laughs> I, I didn't either. I saw this. I, I'm sitting there this like watching this trailer, like, mouth agape, like, who who signed off on this? Chris, what are you it, familiar with this movie? No, What what is this? What are you talking about? Uh, okay, so the uh, the TLDR is Woody Harrelson is a disgraced basketball coach who, as a condition of his community service or fucking something, has to coach a bunch of special needs kids at basketball. And uh, it is what I can only describe as a PG-13 slapstick comedy, which might be an R slapstick comedy, about the developmentally disabled poorly playing basketball for Woody Harrelson. And I... I just can't believe this exists in 2023, and like I'm so morbidly curious about it. Uh, I I have not seen this I can, trailer. <laughs> I can't that right imagine that, that. Well, like, when we get done recording, just go. Oh ahead yeah, and fire just that up and up, we'll yeah. get your we'll get your reaction. Uh, yeah. but, uh, play it with the Drew Pickle strain. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Yes. <laughs> I just mean I gotta teach a bunch of come on ride that train. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know, both of us have now seen The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville. And, like, that is a movie that I think we agree is, like, yeah. pretty tasteful given the premise. Yes. This one, I don't know how they're going to manage that. I, but, uh, I'm sure they'll find a way. Uh, we'll see. Um, I might be seeing that in theaters just to be the only one there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like, I'm almost just curious enough to do it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll take a field trip when we're in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, no, but uh, Cocaine Bear. Uh, it's fine. Um, 
it it's not what you know you and I would want it to be, Parker. But it's not obnoxiously annoying or anything. Like it's a movie that's literally about nothing. It's just about a fucking bear killing people, uh, and there's not enough of the killing. Um, Could have used like probably three more deaths. It's kind of like too many characters and like five percent too much going on. But it's like mostly pitch perfect in that like you know you have this like CGI bear that doesn't look great. Uh, you get some some pretty solid kills. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of eighties music in this one, which uh, I always vibe with. Uh, other than that, would have absolutely no idea this was set in the eighties though, because like nobody's fucking dressed like it. Um, <laughs> this is a a great movie if you want to see that TikTok guy with the mustache. Yeah, absolutely fucking mauled. Uh, did not know he was in the movie, saw his stupid face, was like, hell yeah, I know that guy. And then five minutes later, he was flying through a fucking ambulance windshield, so that was cool. Uh, uh, you know, there's something I've heard about this. There was a, some idiot on Twitter said something like, I don't understand all the hate for this movie. I haven't seen any hate. I have just been people saying, this is a movie about a bear that does cocaine, you know. It's exactly what you're I... expecting. I have seen a little bit of hate from, like, people that were just like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be making these bad on purpose movies. Like, oh, this oh. is just a new version of Snakes on a Plane, like, shit like that. Which, oh, like, yeah. I, I, who cares, man? I want to see the bear kill people. Like, I, I'd I rather not... see that than fucking Quantumania. Eat my exactly. ass. Yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta in what may be his final on-screen performance. I believe that's accurate. Eaten by bear cubs, so uh, <laughs> you know, good, actually. going out on top. Yeah, that's um, how he'd want to go. Honestly, of course. Like, just sleepwalk through a movie for twenty-five minutes, like devoured by bear cubs after they eat a brick of cocaine. Uh, it has its moments. It's like ninety-four minutes long. Like, you can do worse with your time. Like. This isn't, you know, don't go out of your way to see this, but... I will say, I was, ex- like a I was excited night. to watch it. Yeah. I saw only in theaters, and my reaction was, come on. Really? Come on. Come on, guys. I mean, this, they put- this should be on Paramount Plus. Give me a fucking break. We... I, no, I think this is a crowd movie. Um, Not, not that, like, Probably. you know, it's gonna be, like, a, a resounding crowd movie, but, like, we saw it in, you know one of the tiny fucking theaters at the AMC across the street that probably seats like 30 and that bitch was full on like a Tuesday night or Monday night I guess it was yesterday so uh, like I think if you are the kind of person that wants to see the bear kill people then you're gonna go see this because you're not gonna accidentally end up with like a too serious animal attack movie and you know that going in and you know what people like animal attack movies so uh yeah, I mean, if you know, you know. You don't. Nobody needs to see this, but uh. So we should fine. have seen this instead of Beast. Got it. <laughs> oh, A movie yeah. I already forgot we did like yep. two months ago. I I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of fuck with Beast. <laughs> I don't hate it, but also I needed several more attacks and TikTokers yeah. getting mauled. Yeah, I, I also could have used more attacks in this one. However, there's there's a solid quantity for a 90 minute movie. Like that's the a problem movie is like. That, Ahead, not sorry. a movie that I want to see seven characters walk out of, you know? That's yeah. that's a and product we, of there being, like, 20 characters in this movie, so... I was gonna watch it, saw it's only in theaters, I was like, well, in a month, we're gonna have a bunch of people over and get drunk, and we're gonna have a great night, but I ain't, I ain't going to the theater for that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to. There's You gain nothing from seeing it on a big screen. 
I'm sure but, it'll uh, be a great crowd movie in like two years. Yeah, yeah, you know, like somebody had to do it. I did it. I'm not mad that I did it. You know, I've done much, much worse with 94 minutes of my time. So, uh, there you go, Parker. Would you watch? Okay. Um, the first thing I want to say is, uh, on the Megan episode, we talked so much about how great that it was. It was PG-13, and then as soon as they're like. Hey, this weekend the unrated cuts coming out. We were all like, "Yeah, fuck what we said. We're all watching this." Correct. Yes. Uh, did you? Uh, I, I watched it. Absolutely. It's, it's not that much different. Like the kill scenes are a little bit bloodier, but honestly, you're fine with the PG-13. It doesn't. There's a little bit more blood, and they say "fuck" a couple more times. It, uh, it was probably the right call to cut it down to PG-13. Yeah, it almost probably certainly. made way more money than it would have. And also, mm-hmm. it's just streaming. If you want to watch the little bits more blood, it's just fucking. And it's so easy to get a free peacock thing. Like, come on. I have to but, uh, ask you this: Do you think it'd be like a coin flip as which version you would prefer? Yeah, honestly. I, yeah. Like, I didn't like notice any matter. new scenes or anything like that. Just, I heard them say "fuck" a couple more times, and like, the close-up of them ripping the kid's ear is longer. The woman gets a uh, power wash a little longer. It's wait. When you say like the close-up like, of uh, the ripping the kid's ear is longer, does his ear actually get longer? Because yeah, longer? <laughs> yeah, and it snaps in frame. You're like, ooh, goddamn! But it's like an like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie thing. They're just stretching it across the neighborhood. <laughs> but it is a thing where it's like your brain fills in it enough. Like it's not that insane when you see it. So you're honestly just fine with the PG-13. Right. I mean, the marketing worked on me because I'm a sucker, and we were at a friend's house who hadn't seen either version, so. That was an easy choice. But, uh, yeah, Megan's still incredibly good. I had totally forgotten <laughs> that she sang that right after, like, literally a second after explaining that that dead kid was in hell somewhere. I forgot <laughs> that's when she started singing. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a good movie. <laughs> uh, still holds up. Uh, starts a little slow, but, like, once it gets going, that movie is fucking great. That is, that is going to have legs for a good couple years. Goddamn right it is. I can't wait to watch that again. Uh, I watched something else, but I'll talk about it next week because I just, you know, those days where you're just having a bad fucking day, and like you're trying not to think about it, but you keep thinking about it, and then you hit the point where you realize like tomorrow I'm not even going to be this mad about this. So the fact that you're this mad makes you more mad. Like you just you're feeding off your own anger, and then you realize you're overreacting, and that just makes you feel even dumber. So you get madder. That was most of my day, and I'm just, like, fucking walking around muttering, like, fuck this fucking bullshit, fucking stupid, trying to get out of my own head, and then I realized I had not yet watched <laughs> Harry and Meghan episode four. <laughs> and when I tell you, a man word was word. pushed to his limit today. <laughs> A day where I'm, like, self-aware of how mad I am and how I'm ruining my own day and I can't just fucking calm down because I'm so fucking annoyed with this stupid fucking shit. doesn't even fucking matter. And then I turn this on. The first 20 fucking minutes is their wedding. I swear to God, dude. (laughs) I could feel the nerve endings firing off and I... (laughs) thought I was going to get taken away. You know, walking around, not even muttering, just walking around going, fuck these fucking people. At this volume, no one gives a fuck. Fuck you, you fucking people. It's just your fucking wedding. You know, Parker, this might be a little bit easier to get through if you were to watch, like, you know, just all of them at, at once, you know? Just I watch. dare you. <laughs> I fucking dare you. I don't know how much more I can take. <laughs> 
I'm past the halfway point. I am four episodes, aka four hours in the in the tank here. The finish line is near, but holy shit. I truly despise these people in ways I went from not knowing anything about them being like, oh yes, yeah, that person I like occasionally see on like magazine covers that British people hate for some reason to like I am ready to throw down and fight these fucking tossers at a moment's notice dude I hate I hate these people it was 20 minutes of fucking wedding coverage you sound like such a jit (laughs) so wait so the first 20 minutes of this one hour show is dedicated to their wedding what's the rest of the 40 minutes glad you asked Hey, uh, you remember when that apartment building in the UK, like, caught on fire and a bunch of people died? No. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. But did you know that uh, M, as I call her, uh, did charity work afterwards with some of the survivors? Bet she didn't think about that. Bet she didn't think of how charitable Jeez. they are with their time. Bet she, yeah. Oh, what's that? God. Hey, do you know what I hate more than weddings? As someone who has to consume a lot of reality shows because... It's a give and take relationship, and yeah. <laughs> sometimes I make her watch a ninety-minute train movie. <laughs> uh, imagine going from twenty minutes of the wedding to like, and the baby's on the way, and just feeling oh no, how clenched my fists were, walking around, speaking to myself at full volume, like, okay, this fucking baby, fucking gives a fucking shit about any of this. They have a journal for the baby. Where they're writing, oh, I can't wait to see you someday, baby. Oh, you're going to be such a beautiful baby. And shit like this. And I'm just imagining, like, My God. what I would give for a pit bull to fucking walk in wearing one of those big fuzzy hats. Is, and wait, tear is, the, that baby asunder. is the baby's name Baby? I don't know. They said it, but it was a really fucking stupid name, and I refused to write it down. I will not commit that baby's name to memory. I, if I get one thing out of this... You know it's something like Pubert or something. <laughs> Pubert. Yeah. Horace the baby. <laughs> Why is Horace so much funnier than Pubert? <laughs> to watch all this fucking wedding cover these two fucking rich people this ugly fucking ginger this broad from suits getting married and like the fucking crowd reactions and everyone crying fucking some dude be like oh my god we're gonna have a black prince racism solved and I'm like I hope you'll fucking die tomorrow (laughs) and then we have to deal with the baby and you know what that leads to hey guys I don't know if I've mentioned this in my four episodes, but the press are very mean to her, and that makes her sad. And this episode stops fucking dead, like I wish I was, to get into how mean they are, and oh my god, it made her so sad to the point she was suicidal, which... Satire. (laughs) Parody, jokes, parody. (laughs) Oh, oh, the the press was so mean, I just just thought if I went away, it would all end as like, bitch, I think about killing myself eight times a day, fucking get over (laughs) yourself, you live in a castle. Your mother-in-law's the queen, eat my fucking shit, I don't care, I will never pity you. I had to get my car registration done, and I went in to get it inspected, and they said, you need two new tires, and I was like, what if I just drove into a fucking guardrail right now? But the press was mean to you, and they said some racist things. Hey, lady, uh, join my lobby. 
You will never survive. <laughs> you are made of weak blood, and you are a coward. Absolutely at my wits end with these fucking people. Because it starts as this beautiful celebration of their wedding, which, again, at least 20 minutes, if not longer, I, I had to stop pausing it because I realized, like, it had been an hour and I had not gotten anywhere near the ending. So I just had to keep letting it run. And turning it to this big, sad, oh my god, the British tabloids are so mean, I just wanted to kill myself. It's like, man, I don't. If you want to turn this into a competition, <laughs> I've thought about killing myself three times today. And two of them came after starting this episode. Like, absolutely fuck yourself. I do not care. I have no sympathy for you. I don't care. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, the babies. The baby's out. Oh my god, we have a beautiful Horace baby. The baby. A beautiful baby boy. Horace got, the boy prince. The that, biracial boy prince who's gonna end racism the in the UK. Boy prince. I can't do this anymore. I am yet, at my breaking point. And yet. I have two more episodes. Yeah, we gotta find out what happens. I mean, I don't you wanna know what happens? No! Yeah. I just want it to be over. I can't fucking do this anymore. This is... I mean, the circumstances today were not the best to watch this episode. <laughs> As someone who'd already been walking around just being like, Damn, why are my shoulders up to my ears and my fists clenched? Uh, hearing this sob story and all of her friends crying like, Oh, Meg was being so different. I could tell she was sad. I'm like, oh, fucking, fucking, fuck you, fuck you. I hate all of you. Fuck you, I hate... Yeah, what's up? You have a question? <laughs> yeah, I found the name of their child. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> dude. I I don't know if I can say this out loud. Okay, the official name for this stupid thing is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. There's a dash <laughs> between Mountbatten and Windsor. I would light this kid up without a moment's hesitation. Imagine you you're on the playground. Okay, you know you're you're playing gravel, right? And some kid walks up to you, and he's like, Hi, I'm Archie Mountbatten-Windsor. Well, Harrison's my middle name. That kid is leaving with a mouthful of mulch I, every day. We're bringing back Smear the Queer just for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait, he's got a... They have two kids? I didn't know that. My name is Horace I, Aberdeen. Chris, you, spoilers. Y'all do. Dude, I... Yeah, sorry to spoil Yeah, I haven't gotten Parker. that far. Don't ruin it for me, please. Uh, Parker, I might miss some more of their charitable works they did. Parker, I have to say the name of the sister, because you straight up will not believe me. Oh, there's a girl. Oh, my yeah, God. The sister. You ruined everything. Her name is Lilibet. Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. I... It's spelled... In case you don't believe me, L-I-L-I-B-E-T. I am... I'm going to stop talking momentarily. Test him out in sight. They knock at my door. I cannot deal with these people. Again, I'm sorry. I know what I said about suicide and depression were very insensitive. But also, fuck, man. I cannot take it. Parker, I'm reading more on the Wikipedia here. There's a bunch of details about the royal family that you did not disclose. Uh, it says... Yeah, the family resides. I've been finishing it up by reading something about Prince Harry. Exactly. Haven't you done enough? <laughs> <laughs> so the family resides primarily in Montecito, California, which you know is whatever. But good. The, the official They're residence, close. the official residence of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex in the UK, is actually some place called Frogmore Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> What in the fucking fantastic story is this? 
That sounds like some shit from Redwall. <laughs> Sucks dick, dude. Oh, All they're guarding is our little mice sh- wearing big hats with little swords. <laughs> and the uh, her godfather is Tyler Perry. Oh, we'll get to him at the end of So I've Heard. Oh, good. It was just another episode of the press was very mean and it made us sad. They were very For an hour, she was right chuffed about all the racism. Which, again, go online, lady. Come on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I mean, if I've survived the things... Me and all my friends said to each other <laughs> the height of the Halo three days. She needs to grow some thicker skin, or maybe not married to fucking royalty. Because Jesus Christ, lady, I have said things where to this day one of them could show up and punch me in the face, and it'd be like, "Yeah, understandable. I definitely had that coming, and some. Thank you. I, I cannot feel bad for these people. I refuse to feel bad. I will never feel bad. Sorry that the press was very mean to you. Um, as a wise man once said." Ha ha ha, posting is real. Just log off. <laughs> you could simply just not read the sun. Like, you live in a fucking <laughs> castle with royalty. You could just not read tabloids. But also, I know, like, it's super fucked. And again, like, I need to reiterate um, all these uh, tabloid people are subhuman and should be wiped off the face of the earth. Parody, satire. They bring nothing to the world. But also, like,. Did you fucking think it was going to happen, lady? <laughs> what, what did you expect? They were going to welcome you with open arms? Like, we do get a bit into uh, the behind the scenes of how uh, the royal family works like closely with the tabloids. And uh, the balls of them not just mentioned, like, damn, I can't imagine what they wouldn't want getting out. Why they work so closely with these people. Like, we're just going to pretend like they're not all fucking kids. I'm very sorry. You have to edit this so much. No, but there's, they no, just, just leave. They can't talk about us. all the all this fucking stupid shit about how all these practices have gone back years and years. And, you know, it's not right. It's like, yeah, because your family are all diddling kids in castles, so they have to give them hot gossip to, to not tell everyone that they're fucking kids. I'm very sorry, parody satire. Yeah. But I'm losing my mind. I'm becoming completely untethered. I'm becoming Joker pill. Yeah, I know you're you're becoming Jokerized here now, this Parker. Fucked my whole world up. I cannot Parker. <laughs> listen to these people pat themselves on the, the fact that like oh, and then the moment of silence for this fucking terrible tragedy that claimed seventy two lives, and then I went and I did charity work and we made a cookbook together. I was, I had to go. I almost went you to the fucking cookbook just to scream. We made a fucking cookbook with the fucking survivors of a fucking apartment fire that killed seventy people. I. My hands are shaking. I can't. I'm so Parker's sorry. Gonna, Parker's gonna put on a hundred pounds and buy one of those giant pickup trucks and just drive around outside their house in California like fucking Russell Crowe. <laughs> Thank I you for saying hundred. I appreciate yeah. you rounding that way for me. <laughs> That's very nice of you, Parker. I, I'm gonna say something here that it might sound a little, you know, bad. Don't get too worked up over it. I, think I it, can't promise anything. I think it would be kind of funny if they added like a seventh episode to the Netflix series. Because it, it no, was, I will not go back. I will not go, once I have paid my penance. 
What would it even be? Just hour than fucking whinging about South Park? You'll fuck yeah, I yourself. guess that's what I think is like. I I like the idea of like someone trying oh, to no, explain the first so amendment to Prince Harry when he goes, no, no, but but you you can't say that about me. <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> it's the internet. <laughs> Should be I rules. Know. I am losing my mind by the week. I put it off till the day of because I know it was like I refuse to spend my time at home watching this fucking show. So I end up watching it at work. And then uh, if work goes bad, as it did today, it puts me in such a good headspace to consume these miserable pieces of shit who have more money than God and more privilege than I. A... Straight-ish asterisk white man in Texas could ever have. <laughs> Just talking about me, it's like, yeah, but like the press, like they they said I was being disrespectful and it made me very sad. It's like, okay, we get a whole fucking sob story about her having to do this giant like publicity tour while pregnant. It's like, no one made you write a fucking cookbook. You, fu-. it's fine. It's fine. I am okay. I'm having a good time talking movies with my friends. I'm gonna look this up. I gotta see. As long as we're all on the same page here. Yeah, Prince Harry. What page is that, Alex? Tell me. Megan uh, Cook. It is Cook. more. It is past page one, so you wouldn't be familiar with it. Oh my God! The name of this is called. What, what have I done to you, guys? It's called Together, Our Community Cookbook. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, how many pages? There is no this? dragon in this or any universe that can make me <laughs> buy that fucking book, you guys. You have to. That's, that's a physical Christ, challenge. Funny. Yeah, yeah that's a physical challenge. You have to eat this. What is this? Uh, by the way, this is part of the Hub Community Kitchen. Hub means love in Arabic. Write that down. Oh, I'm sure they loved that over there. <laughs> They're pretty, pretty accepting. <laughs> is that what Prince Harry yelled when he was shooting them all? <laughs> 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 oh, bad news, Parker. Some of these are kind of hard to make. You need a Zoji Rushi bread maker. So, uh. Bless you. <laughs> is that. Wait, Zoji. Isn't that one of the fucking. Uh, isn't that one of the uh, like Dragon the Ball Z maker? characters? No, also, it's, it's, yes. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. He was, uh. Yeah. He was on Snake Wars. He's the fat guy from Final Fantasy that you threw money at. <laughs> oh my god. I like the parties in the chopper helicopter just yelling, Dujour means family, and then gunning down the children. <laughs> but speaking of things that Vargas watched in the past that just stick in my head, I keep thinking about we traveled miles and miles for vertical smiles, and then that one guy says, We use kilometers here. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than a second. <laughs> oh, they don't tell jokes in this show? They don't tell oh. a great British Oh, M and H, they're a fucking laugh riot, dude. Bunch of knee slappers, let me tell you. Maybe they could open for Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I man, do think it'd be, be a funny so... thing in like one of the episodes. Maybe episode, which one are you on? Oh, five. Uh, where, like, if they show up and Prince Harry's wearing her dress... And she's dressed in uh, dude's clothes. I love the idea of, like, (laughs) them adding an episode, but it being, like, a not without my anus situation. (laughs) (laughs) Will not be seen tonight. (laughs) You're such a pig fucker, Harry. (laughs) Oh, you can't call me that. I'm going to go get my (laughs) bags. What's going on? The way my... (laughs) 
the way my face contorted when she's like, oh, Queen Elizabeth was like me mom. And, to like, and then all these people died in this horrible tragedy and we had like this big ceremony. And then I went to help him. We went to the kitchen and was like, hey, I can help. I can get my hands dirty. Hey, let's make a fucking cookbook. And then five minutes later... Then I had depression. Like that's fucking great. Have you? When's the last time you had to worry about paying rent, you piece of shit? Because it's the twenty eighth, and your boy is struggling. But hey, sounds like a Morrissey song. I was losing my mind. Glad you got the fucking Julia Childs in the kitchen with these homeless ladies and feel good about yourself for five minutes before you went home and thought about. Nope, stop myself that time. This that was gonna be real bad. This next charity assignment is about a time I was sad. Breakfast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was really sad and everything was terrible. And then is it I wrong had my, not to always be glad? My dumb loser son, Archibald Percival III. <laughs> they played a clip of a guy saying, there's a black prince now, the game has changed. <laughs> the way... I am surprised I did not get pulled into an office. <laughs> Chris, Chris, can you, can you make that my uh, my clip on the intro? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to do that. I, you know, like they scoured the internet to find some dude just like recording a car vlog about this. It's just some black dude in his car celebrating that there's a black prince because. As we all know, there's no other black royalty in the world. Hey, wait a no, second. Is this these... guy, is the guy who was celebrating this, the black guy in the car, was he, did he have an American accent or a British accent? Couldn't tell you. It might have been the EB445. Because, like, yeah. like hey, just, I just <laughs> assume, you know. I was, I was going to say, it's like, if that guy had an American accent and he's black and he's talking about British royalty, you know that's for clicks. There's it's no hard to see a black American who it's... gives a shit. It's hard to see a British person give off Ruth Conda Forever vibes, but here we yeah. are. Holy Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. A racism in the UK has been solved because these two fucking mongoloids had a kid. Huzzah, the day is saved. But all is not well because troubles of, troubles brewing. The princes aren't getting along anymore. They're going to have separate Christmas parties. As I stare at my bank account as I make my car payment. And then look at the two tires I had to buy yesterday to fucking pass my inspection. I'm like, oh, golly gee. Little Percival's come back two Christmas hams. Oh, my God. Dude, they called it Megxit. <laughs> Holy hey, come on, crap, Lois. Wait, I did not know out. that. I straight up, oh my god. Maybe I should watch this. Yeah, you should. You should yeah. finish it for me. Yeah, maybe I'll we'll do that. Like, uh, I'll just do it in your voice. I uh, think they'll let me bring Meg's full English into Cars 4. <laughs> Wait, did they talk about the Flower Girl Dresses Incident? Uh, I don't know what well, those words mean, but they could have. Uh, you must not have been watching closely enough. I don't think you can log this. Yeah, I it wasn't seems like you gonna. start over at the beginning. I. <laughs> it will take the hand of an angry god to make me do that. <laughs> Dude, there's four paragraphs about the flower girls at their wedding. Oh, weird. We spent so much time at their wedding, but it seemed like such a great occasion. It seemed like everyone in the whole world was so excited. Because that's what they kept telling me. Over and over and over. 
But then she was sad, and I hate that she's sad. And then she talked to a reporter, and the reporter's like, wow, what's it like being a mom? And I'm like, that's fucking great, dude. You ever think about, like, just the world not existing anymore? You ever think about the heat death of the universe taking me out of this situation? So I was actually going to look up on Wikipedia the Netflix series. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get, like, a head start, see what he's in for with episode five. There's, there's De- nothing I didn't, there. I it's didn't the even see it. Nothing- I went to the, the wrong thing. Nothing burger shit. I went to, uh, instead it directed me to the Oprah interview with Meghan and Harry, which lasted like, what, 21 minutes or something like that? This is the longest Wikipedia article I've well, ever seen in my life. Now. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Not yet. I think that's going to come in the big finale. <laughs> By the way, it's a big so, finale too. You ever see Taxi Driver? It's yeah. fucking coming. <laughs> Marcus making his last stand. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm writing a little bit family. of <laughs> The royal family had a response to the Oprah interview. It says it led to crisis meetings involving senior royals. And I keep thinking about the the Vampire Council. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the Vampire Council with Prince Andrew on it is freaking exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He just comes in, just fresh off a top off from his blood boy. <laughs> Bunch of 90-year-old ghouls from fucking Luxembourg and also Wesley Snipes phoning in. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I only have two more episodes, but I, I can feel it coming. This, uh, this is gonna be what does it, gang? All it takes is a couple more hiccups in life, and boy, we we're gonna have an episode to remember, well, you and know, also to be submitted as evidence. You know, the important thing here is that he lives in Texas, where guns aren't easy to get. So yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I don't have one, buddy? <laughs> what appears to be a picture of the Grinch wearing a mask and holding a gun. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go full black pill, but not in a good way. Sorry, I thought you were about to say blackface. To <laughs> I will add this little nugget of a thing you should probably delete because it's really fucked up. But uh, they showed a... Uh, <laughs> we spend f- what feels like an eternity on how... Uh, they had the nerve to not want to show baby pictures. And then they posted a meme someone posted. <laughs> so funny. I was like, oh, finally they unveiled their wedding pictures. And it's them standing on the stairs and then like a little chimp in a little t- fucking trench coat. And it's the most racist thing I've ever seen. But also, if that's enough to make you want to kill yourself, you should consider not ever logging on. Because Jesus Christ, the most bare bones joke, like... Ah, the the kid's a monkey. Like, that's pretty fucked up. But also, ma'am, I live in Texas. <laughs> didn't even I didn't took a second to register. Like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Anyways, back to work. <laughs> Who would name a monkey Horace? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Archie Harrison uh, Mendelblatt the Third from Frogmore Cottage. So <laughs> they, just, they like it's another thing where they've been talking about all the racist treatment she's been getting. They're like, I mean, that was a racist meme, but also like that's just something like. Someone's ugly fucking uncle with one tooth from London sends them like, okay, is that is that the catalyst for you all leaving the UK to live in California? Like, yep. Jesus I, Christ, man! Am I supposed to uh, to also feel suicidal because my dad texted me a picture of the Chinese spy baroon? Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh my, oh Wait my a God, second, I, Dad started texting you. Over. If I just wasn't around anymore, none of this would happen. And be like, "Yeah, fully, you would leave." Suddenly, they'd stop being racist. <laughs> you know, Parker. Uh, 
every single time I've, I've started with that during one of these things, it sounded terrible. Uh, you know, Parker, I was thinking, <laughs> what if Prince Harry and Meghan... Oh, sorry. I guess just Harry now. Uh, no, it's if, M and H. Oh, wait, what, sorry, yeah, what, what if M and H were to uh, visit Texas? I just got the idea of you like fucking speed walking toward them, like in the Exorcist Three with the scissors. I'm doing the full T one thousand run towards them, <laughs> not breaking my stride. If you gave me the opportunity to most dangerous game Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, and like just put it up for auction, like. <laughs> Tapping every resource I have. <laughs> you just see me it up like Gary Busey and he was on nice tea. It's fucking like a, what I'm rolling tweet? eight colleges just to use all that financial aid money to bid myself in there. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear me just <laughs> with every stride as I run towards them. <laughs> I like the idea of you dipping like a couple figures in the mud putting on like the fucking thing under the ice. <laughs> Imagine if they walk past like it like rains a lot and they walk past this big mud wall and you just see my eyeballs open. <laughs> <laughs> Putting your hand up, telling everybody to be quiet, sniffing the air, and be like, I smell wanker. <laughs> okay, hear, hear me out. Apocalypse now, but they're hunting down m and <laughs> I just do the fucking scream Schwarzenegger does it, the end of Predator. <laughs> I like the idea of just holding up one fist, like, like picking up a couple, like, you know, like, a tough to grasp me, like... Spotted dick. Dro- <laughs> dropping my glasses and accidentally blowing off Carson Wentz's head. <laughs> In order to get my enemy, I must become my enemy. Swallow goldfish. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you just become like a fucking like the stupid mustache with like the top hat and everything. Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do I make Game's you horny? No, it's not working. <laughs> Just me and Nigel Thornberry with a fucking bazooka after these people. Just Parody satire. Tongue in cheek. Just coming out with a boombox and playing a Winston Churchill speech, hoping they'll come out and salute. <laughs> They're sitting in some stupid fucking cottage in california you just see me walking on the driveway in a full ghillie suit yeah i uh, careful with prince harry saluting i, I apparently <laughs> you can't help it it's in their jeans <laughs> we call them trousers in it <laughs> oh so my apologies sir. my, tra- my training isn't going well <laughs> i like the idea of them walking in some like some posh fucking hotel has like been around since the 1600s and you're in a full ghillie suit just tracking button <laughs> they'll never see me <laughs> but you have to do the Hi. robot noises you have to do the robot noises from fucking grandma's boy <laughs> imagine him doing his squatch call <laughs> wow love plants really are weird here in the states as I call them adios nonsense <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to be knackered. <laughs> Whoa, hang on now. That's what the press were saying about her. <laughs> Fucking, I, I can't take it. I'm sorry. Too <laughs> Like, and to the fact that this released last year is like, again, like, it's fucked up that they said all this racist shit, but it's like, hey, maybe after like the eighth 
black person being murdered by cops on camera maybe don't lead with like and they were very unfair to me <laughs> they were very racist like they posted memes at you no one died like sorry someone wanted to take pictures of your stupid fucking kid I don't care see that's the no thing that gets me about it I'm not I'm not saying that you gotta describe every single thing that happens to this I think we get the gist and it's better to make jokes about this whatever but every single thing that I've heard about it is like it really doesn't seem like the treatment that she or they got was really that bad just it seems like they just got a whole lot more attention than they were bargaining for. Yeah. It's like and it was objectively it. bad. Like, as many jokes I've made, like, it is fucked up, but also, get over it? Oh, man. Yeah, look, racism isn't good. Okay? You are literally into the royal family. Simply log off. You could just not read those newspapers. Yeah, That's fine. they're worth how much? Let me look this up. Prince Harry Net Worth. How much? Oh, yeah, you have to give oh, money, though. Okay, never mind. He's only worth $60 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah, poor fucker. But, but how many pounds? Uh, ten bags full. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, again, I'm sorry all this happened, but, I mean, I've got my whole life simply not listening to Piers Morgan. It's pretty easy, as it turns out. You just don't pay attention to it. It's fine. <laughs> He's also he said to have it. dated Cressida Bonus, the granddaughter of the sixth Earl Howe. <laughs> oh. Dude, I'd I be having a fucking blast watching this. They just make up words. Archie Mountbatten Windsor. I, feel, like, I keep feeling weird talking about, like, hey, I sound like this and look like this. Let me tell you about mm. racism. But also, like, you're married into the royal family. Parker, I... You call me every slur and also some you invented. I don't care. Yeah, here's the thing. We own people. Parker, <laughs> it's fine. I own a country. Parker, Archie Harrison Mountbatten-Windsor. He also holds the rights to Harry's Earl of Dumbarton title and can claim the name <laughs> oh. Lord Archie, the Earl of Dumbarton. He holds the rights to catch these fucking hands <laughs> if he ever crosses these state borders. Satire. I swear to God, I'll piece that kid up so Tongue quick. in cheek. Parody satire. Yeah, he's actually we would, on It would show. be uh, <laughs> trial by combat. Ugh. What do those kids even look like? I'm not going to look it up. I don't want to feed into that. I don't want a seventh episode. <laughs> hey, you ever read a Mad Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and over there they call it Insane Magazine. <laughs> Alex, what does the Joker call that magazine? I'm just thinking about the British Joker now and I don't want that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're going to ruin the show for a month. If I <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We have to stop this. I He's feel the gears turning. <laughs> oh, shit. Robin, he's pouring tea at one o'clock in the afternoon. On <laughs> birthday, what does that mean? No! <laughs> Is the Mad Hatter just a British Joker? <laughs> I guess so. You know, to yeah. the Joker. <laughs> he's just a guy with a cap. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, it's episode 40, guys. Uh, look forward to seeing me... Uh, <laughs> carve the shit into my arms grab an M16 and head to California next week I'm just imagining Guy Fox going hee hee ho 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 <laughs> he's gonna show up in fucking Colorado and he's gonna have like tattoos on him like Memento 
<laughs> Tosser equals this. <laughs> Do not Waking trust up. them. They are British. Waking up with fucking no memory and having <laughs> British slang translated all over my body in Sharpie. <laughs> Nonce equals bad. <laughs> Do not trust that nonce. <laughs> He is a right git. What that means? <laughs> Fucking Joey Pants. The movie tried to tell you that they're actually good. Oh, Joey Nickers. I'm sorry. There we go. Uh, All right. Sorry. Yeah, That's go. it for me. Uh, worst episode we've ever done, gang. It was talk about unstoppable. This will be, I'm just going to label that in anyway. So uh, no, <laughs> as you should. Like, no, I, I, no, I. People are here somewhere. for the Prince Harry content. Uh, threats of violence or something that we abhor, unless they're against trains, in which case, lovely. Only takes two. Here's t- is that all that works? Oh, he got me. Your Honor, uh, both of us agreed that it was on-site if that kid ever showed up here. That kid breached my tactical security. Again, satire, parody, tongue-in-cheek. He violated the NAP. Archie, you are invited on the show. Please tell us what you thought about it. Yeah, come on the show tell, and defend your record. You tell, tell me what you want for your last meal, you little shit. <laughs> This is how we finally get notoriety. I threaten to murder your (laughs) dumbass kid. They wouldn't stop that kid from Avatar, one after the other. Who wants a piece? The kid from Avatar? Oh, shit. The fucking last airbender. Oh. It's on site. Oh, I thought you were talking about the race trader. Oh, no. uh, No. Spider's my best friend, and I love him. Fuck Spider. Oh, alright. <laughs> Controversy on the... <laughs> you know, so... I've got a new perspective on leaving behind your people because they were fairly you. <laughs> exactly. You know, Alex Parker is kind of the expert on consuming Harry and Meghan content. Uh, yeah. If you have any questions... A couple about... weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I learned and grew. I listened. and uh, you, know... <laughs> you sat your white ass down and listened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you have any questions about UK politics or who is in the United Kingdom? All of these geopolitical questions ask me. I'm your go-to for them finding journalists that also agree with them. Next week's episode is just Parker talking about like talking like Tommy Lee Jones about the troubles. It's just me at a whiteboard like wait, so Great Britain. But the UK is these, but sometimes it's Ireland. Hang on, guys, let me erase the skin. I don't so Parker right, so in that it's, scene it's in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and Great Britain is comprised of England, Wales, and Scotland. I'm gonna have to talk about the train. Do we? Because so England I, is. Okay. I just want to help it's him a... remember. I know this is really important to him. Okay. I don't want him to have to pause a bunch. Let me let me get a good segue back to the appendix while reading <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Thank you for this. <laughs> Parker, when you were watching Unstoppable, did you picture like the those two kids on that uh, train that was heading right for the the crazy eight? <laughs> Sorry, the uh, <laughs> the uh, psychotic seven. <laughs> so what we're the call triple seven. Yeah, <laughs> not so lucky today. All right, so let's let's just fucking get into Unstoppable. Wikipedia, honestly, I'm yeah, a reader, I I have it right here Abs- in front of me, insane. and I 
Right off the bat, it starts with, while two yard hostlers are moving a mixed freight Allegheny and West Virginia Railroad, which the AWPR, as we all know. Uh, Fuller Yard in Pennsylvania. Uh, by the way, this is directed by Tony Scott, younger brother of uh, William Randolph Scott. And, uh, he, yeah. We're gonna, that's also, what we're gonna say it. Man, yeah. this fucking Wikipedia, I know we keep talking about the Wikipedia article. Yeah. This is like, you know, like when somebody does something that's like just unbelievably, like, laughably stereotypical, but you can't laugh about it because you know the stereotype exists? Because, like, this is that for autistic people. It really is, yeah. This is insane. Federal Railroad Administration Inspector Scott Werner, while visiting Fuller Yard to meet with students on the Railroad Safety Campaign Excursion Train RSC 2002, warns that eight of 777 39 freight cars contained highly toxic multiple... (laughs) Like, why do I need... All of these numbers. Why do I need the specifications of this exact train <laughs> I, I that like the this. children are visiting in this movie that's not real? It's like they, they want to lash the trains uh, behind two locomotives, the uh, 7375 plus 7346, which is 14,721 when you add them together. Just <laughs> How many times do they say 777? Jesus fucking Christ. They should have called it that. They should have called it Trade 7... Or Psychotic 777. Or Sinister 777. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, we should uh, rewatch this. Uh, I, I, you know, just get right off the bat. I actually like this. And it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of extremely stupid shit. But, like, this is a real thriller. This is... Uh, I was really invested in the action. There was a couple of moments where I was like, I don't know if that guy's gonna make it, you know? Uh... That being said, the stupid shit is kind of easy to point out. I think some of the dumbest shit is uh, the fucking news helicopter there describing all the action as if they have any idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> it's, uh, I think the person as, who's... As, good As somebody that watches three to five police chases a week, yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, it's perfect here. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, never any it, fucking clue. It really sounded I, like the fucking, uh, the guy who was piloting the helicopter he was who was speaking into it at least he was the guy who wrote this wikipedia because he seemed to know all the technical information as he was imparting it i was like man this is the best day of this guy's life i just want to throw this line out there so people understand like there are train movies and then there are train movies and this movie features <laughs> a line delivered with absolute sincerity it is supposed to be a humongous moment i was a yard master for 10 years miss hooper Luck has no business in a rail yard. <laughs> this movie is incredible. I, I, yeah, I genuinely like it. One of the things they do with the camera a lot is they do this quick zoom, uh, and it's actually used to pretty good effect here. It's every single time they'll make a scene that has pretty much nothing going on, a little bit more intense. Be like, did Chris Pine just say that? You know, it's just like fucking zoom in. It's like, yeah, I got into an argument with my wife, <laughs> and uh, I. Ordinarily, that scene is just like, oh, you you grabbed at her phone and you didn't even like, you barely even touched her. It's like that she got a restraining order. This sounds like kind of whatever. But in the context of the movie, it actually works fairly well. Uh, I also want to just start off with this movie starts with T.J. Miller and Ethan Suppley, and Ethan Suppley is in the process of losing all that weight that he had packed on, but. Not all of it. And he asked a fat guy chase a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's just waddling around. Uh, and then he, he's trying to grab his and he flips and eats shit right there. And... That is absolutely <laughs> crucial to the events of this movie. This fat ass can't catch the train. It really, <laughs> they, 
I I'm not happy though that they edited out the scene where he takes off his hat and stomps on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fat guy jumping and not being fast enough or jumping far enough almost kills like a city full of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like he's he's in the rest of the movie too. They don't. They don't have, like, you know, the shame sort of thing, like, oh, I fucked up. He does try to stop it, at which point, one of his bright ideas, I don't know if it was his idea, it might have been uh, fucking Rosario Dawson's idea, is to drive uh, a truck right next to it with T.J. Miller leading out of it. T.J. Miller <laughs> almost gets killed worse than he does in Transformers Dark of the Moon. <laughs> and I know you're just whispering, going, come on. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh. <laughs> that would be really funny if Ethan someplace like, ah, two today, not my day. <laughs> Rosario, we have another problem. He gives like a whole dag nab, but it's like, yeah. so what is on that train? Fucking unobtainium? Yeah. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, according to the Wikipedia, highly toxic, highly toxic and flammable molten phenol which would cause a major disaster if the train should derail, derail in a populated area. <laughs> wow, I sure feel sorry for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a sticky situation. Man. <laughs> By the way, I want to talk about Rosario Dawson in this. She's really good. I was surprised by how much I liked her in this, because she's not just doing, like, you know, the beautiful Hollywood actress thing. She seems like she's really invested in what's going on. She, She's... Uh, I think she's probably the best actress in here. That being said, Denzel Washington is obviously fucking fantastic. And, like, effortlessly so. Like, it seems like he was he is just a, a rail yard worker. It seems like he's actually there. He is so casual. He has such good chemistry with Chris Pine. So, big fan of the performances, uh, including whoever that fat guy is who's in charge of the trains, who uh, I think if this had been made like 10 years later and uh, Clint Eastwood had been at the helm, it would have been uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, hell <laughs> That <dude>. fucking guy. <laughs> there is a bomb in Centennial Park. <laughs> they railroaded that tree. <laughs> they railroaded. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, this, this train is going really fucking fast. If you wrote the Wikipedia article, you don't need to tell me how fast. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's also but really you fast. will. <laughs> yeah, I know. In kilometers, because yeah, fucking, that's you know that's important. Like, you know, as as much as I love bagging all this with the Wikipedia article correctly, like to the movie's credit, it does feel in tune with rail lingo. Not mm -hmm. that I know what rail lingo actually is, but uh -huh. I definitely feel like I do after watching this movie. <laughs> so, I think yeah, I think you're an expert now. I have to admit, as I was watching, it's like. Should get a couple Lionels. Have them just like fucking go throughout my entire yeah. apartment, and they could like bring me breakfast, like in uh, Wallace and Gromit. Same with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. I'm actually talking to a girl. She said that's her favorite movie. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, when we started filming, I thought it was gonna be a regular size. <laughs> hey girl, have you seen Freddy Got Fingered? Oh, <laughs> you want to watch Game Night? Okay, let's go. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, get a couple lightbulbs and a couple choo choos that wake me up in the evening. <laughs> 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 they can bring me the newspaper, which I won't read. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the Ricky did what? <laughs> oh, that fucking bitch! Who leaves the UK? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the, the the train's going out of control. To which I. I think we've all been in a situation that Ethan Suppley's been, maybe not that bad, but the situation is like, yeah, I really fucked up. And she's like, tell me, 
with every cell in your brain, what position was the throttle? He's like, it was a full, it was really heavy. I had to make it go full of power. <laughs> and she's, it, there's probably a zoo on Rosario Dawson's face. We have an unstoppable train. Parker, I mean, Alex, did you watch this with your wife, by the way? Because <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I should. This is better than any slasher, by the way. I I agree. Yeah. However, they they're trying to stop this, but they can't. It is fascinating that like this turns into an incident that could claim a city full of lives, and the inside of this, it is just a fat guy going, "Oh, nerds! <laughs> Couldn't catch it in time." Concert it. <laughs> Oh, I hate that rabbit. Wait, it's going where? It's what throttle? Uh-oh. <laughs> it, it does kind of remind me of uh, my favorite Farside comic. It was like this nuclear chemical testing or whatever. And a couple guys leaning out a window with a broken beaker at the ground. They just say, oops. <laughs> this is one of the biggest oopsie doodles in film history. And It's a real these 15. Ten Commandments moment for this guy. <laughs> he really biffs it in a pivotal moment with a bunch of kids nearby. By the way, one of my favorite parts is uh, when they said the train derailer thing that they have. Uh, like, we all do that wasn't going to work because, you know, you have to have a climax in a movie if they try to do that. Uh, just seeing it fucking explode all those police vehicles, I was just like, oh, I should have been there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Dude, the explosions in this movie are really fucking good. Also, Scott the, knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah. Also, Power yeah. Also, all the train footage is actually really good, and like, because all the shots are those are like kind of hard to get. Also, seeing all those trains go by, was, uh, I, I, I really like looking at the trains and you know, all the passengers and cargo and everything. I, I like, like looking at it. I could feel a change in my brain chemistry watching this movie. Okay, let's just it talk is about awakening. it. The we have train to, power within me. I think we all know here. We have to talk about them shooting the train. Oh my! Oh my <laughs> that is <laughs> the best scene in any movie I've ever seen in my life. They, I see them get out there with a bunch of guns and stuff like that. And my initial reaction is, uh, they're not gonna shoot the train, right? And then I thought, oh no, that's you know, guns. You know, keep the crowd away. The train's really dangerous. And then they get down and point like they're the fucking army going against the redcoats. <laughs> <laughs> and they just start shooting because they want to hit this one little button that will uh, stop the train. Which, by the way, that's like one of the things that is uh, apparently in the goofs section. In order to stop it, you have to actually hold down the thing. You can't just like press it with a like, perfectly placed bullet. <laughs> but also, it's right up with a fuel tank and they almost blew it up. <laughs> The shot of a line of cops opening fire on a speeding train is honestly one of my favorite things I've seen so far this year. You know, I try not to bring him up, but remember when the Cheeto man said that, you know, if there was a hurricane, it's like, oh, what if we nuke it? Would you you miss it? I don't know. I fuck around. You need ideas, man. That's what they say. How things get resolved. Exactly. Every once in a while, someone's got their idea just so you can say no to it. And then you can reinforce the good idea, which is to make a different train catch it by going backwards really fast. (laughs) Which, uh, dude, I could laugh about it, but that's actually what they did. (laughs) You know? Like, I'll be honest. Like, I was watching this tonight. I was was into it, but I was. Granted, I was pretty tired. Like, yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. fault for waiting so long to watch it. And I'm like, yeah. this is pretty good. Like, the camera's moving nonstop. It looks good because it's a Tony Scott movie. Everyone's giving a good performance. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that the plan is like, we're gonna we're gonna make our train go backwards, so we're gonna hook onto <laughs> it. 
scooting to the edge of my seat, like, put this in my fucking face. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I cannot wait. Parker, I told you I read the IMDb trivia for this, which was uh, fairly interesting, actually. Apparently, for most of those stunts, that's actually Denzel Washington. He's actually the one on top of that train. Why would he do that? It gets worse here. Denzel Washington actually has a bit of a fear of heights. So that was extremely difficult for him to do. And it's all the stranger because he had seven different stuntmen, one for each day of the week. I don't know who got him up there. I maybe it was Chris Pine just in the background, just being like, Pulsar. Every single time he did one, it's like, oh, I'll show you. By the way, I also bloody nonce. Yeah. Prince Harry on the line. This reminds me of a charity gig that I was. <laughs> you know, we had a trolley move through. Shut up! <laughs> he went under the wheels. There's nothing I could do. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you like at the climax that the the guy uh, with the hair and the beard coming up in the pickup truck to save their asses? Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was me. It was beautiful. I like I'm that. A big fan of the one guy who explodes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Did you say Stuart? That <laughs> yeah, dude took a wrong turn at Albuquerque and he exploded. <laughs> he really. If I had the fucking sound effect, I'd play Jazz. I'd play Jazz Minster. <laughs> gets Jazz Minster really hard. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the action really turns into trains uh, crashing into cars and other things, and then it turns into we have to go in reverse and then attach (laughs) trains, and then I will run on top of the train to hook the trains up. I've never been more invested in a movie in my entire life. And again, this that's actually what they did. They actually had one train go in uh, reverse mode in order to uh, go on. I don't know why I called it that. I just thought it would be fun. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, I guess they had to hop from train to train and try to shut it down. And then some guy comes in with a Ford F-150, the most powerful vehicle in America, to uh, save the day. Honky tonk, but dark and dark. It ends very suddenly. Yeah, they don't even get their little speech at the end. It's just the redneck guy was uh, giving a speech at the end. By the way, he hates T.J. Miller and Ethan Ethan Supley. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. (laughs) By the way, that's another thing was T.J. Miller's in this. I I thought he was supposed to be like a comedy guy. He doesn't even do any funny things. He just makes a silly face at one point. Besides every single time where he calls Ethan Supley a big fat dummy. Doesn't do funny things in most of the things he's in. But yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Michael Bay was right on the set of Dark of the Moon. <laughs> I just enjoy this is a tight ninety minutes, and like twenty minutes you're like, oh, this train's going really fast, and then that's the entire rest of the movie. You know, I that's like the thing the is entire like entire city stopping dead in their tracks to watch footage on TV of a train going really, really fast. I yeah. mean, wouldn't you? Oh, yes, yeah. I would but stop everything. I will say it was a bit unrealistic that all the Hooters waitresses were allowed to just stop serving and just watch the TV. <laughs> also, Very I thought he was joking when yeah. he said his daughters worked at Hooters. Yeah. And, yeah. Back to <laughs> and Chris Pine starts like, yeah, I see you flushing. Yeah, yeah you want to fuck my kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. And then you see like a, a, a wide shot. You see a white body flying from the train. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. That's, you know, it's good. I think if I had to criticize this movie, it'd be the opening is a bit slow. It takes a bit for this train to get rolling. Uh, but as soon as it does, as soon as you see Ethan Suppley fat guy jog after it, you're just like, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, this is one that's, like, really hard to, to nitpick. Like, it's it's a really, really solid movie. If I have one complaint, it's uh, Chris Pine's Australian accent breaking through so often. All right. <laughs> Ethan running should have had circus music behind him. <laughs> so comical. This big old onesie. Oh, yeah. By the way, Alex, how hard did you pop when you saw it was an episode of Family Guy on during this? <laughs> <laughs> Your oh, favorite <laughs> show. <laughs> well, you guys have good taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it home okay. That's show where that I, uh, you know, get all my materials. So. See, that's where, uh, that's the real reason that his wife issued a restraining order against him. <laughs> he couldn't stop watching Family Guy. Do you think if we had Denzel Washington in our ears, we could all unite our autism and stop that train? You know what? Because, like, this uh, train <laughs> autism is the most, like, unfiltered raw, more so than Sonic the Hedgehog. By the way, Do you think if we really put our heads together, we could make this happen? I, I, I did kind of laugh every single time he told <laughs> Denzel Washington to tell Chris Pine. He's like, no, no, use the hand signals. <laughs> and Chris Pine's hanging on for his life. <laughs> <laughs> so slowly make the Terminator thumbs up at the end. <laughs> All I could think about when I was watching that is the guy trying to fucking give the signal in Team America. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I was thinking of the Austin Powers thing when he emerges from the rubble there. It's like, I, I, I'm okay. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. He's just pulling himself up by his arms and there's like that triumphant music and they see there's just blood pouring from his torso. <laughs> The movie's realistic because, like, that heroic jump he makes onto the train is the shittiest jump I've ever seen in a movie. I was, I was going to say, when the redneck guy comes alongside, it, oh, good, you're here to save me. Jumps onto the truck and then jumps from the truck back onto the train in legitimately, like, the most unathletic jump I've ever seen in my life. And then he just gets in there and like, all right, I put the brakes on. The day saved. And then the yeah. movie's over with a fucking breakfast club freeze frame. Yeah, by the way, there's a little bit of a pause as he's looking at the controls. I, I thought it would be really funny if he would try like, oh shit, what do I do here? Hang on. Okay, hold on. Where's the red button? Yeah, where's the fucking Gosh. manual? Is it the, over here? Oh, shit. shit, we are going really fast. Also, it would have been even funnier if he, he grabbed the throttle and was just like, Now's my time. And just made it go even faster. <laughs> we have to pay. stop this train. It's heading right for Chaz Finster. <laughs> it's heading right for Sp Frogmore Cottage. <laughs> my stupid bitch ex-wife is there. <laughs> I'm going to get the last laugh. Frogmore oh. Cottage. God fucking damn it. Yes. Nothing oh. would make me happier. Parody satire. Runaway <laughs> train. Never go. Oh, what's all this then? It's the last thing. <laughs> I can't stop thinking of the Trevor Phillips song. <laughs> Terrence Phillips, sorry. They, they fart really loud. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'm really, I don't... I don't fucking mean to, like, drag this out, but I hope we talked more about this movie than we did about m &H. I don't think we, we did. I don't we think, did yeah, I don't know if it's possible this for us to get This is one of those far. episodes where we pick a movie and we're all super happy we watch it, but also, like... Something happened. Minute. It's a 90-minute chase. <laughs> like, but also, it's it's like, also, like, too... It's, it's a little too good to talk about. Like, there are other scenes in here that I kind of left out that... 
I, I highly recommend everyone who's listening to this set, set aside what you're doing, watch this movie. It's actually good. So. I, unless you're watching the M and H show, then uh, yeah, in which case, you know, priorities that. are important. Then watch it again, but this time uh, in a different language. Because this is the kind of movie where, like, the entire time I watch it, I'm super into it, but. I don't know how much it's going to last with me. And then when I watch it again, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this fucking rules. And then I'm not going to think about it for, like, another year. Well, then the other thing so is, can, like, what good does like, this movie do? Because Chris Pine doesn't do the same charity events that m h did. Yeah, I mean, he really didn't make a difference. He just, like, stopped the train. <laughs> whoopty shit. Uh, has he ever written a cookbook, uh, cooked with people, uh, had a stupid kid that sucks and <laughs> could probably not hold him hold up in combat. Speaking of uh, uh, attacks with the, more people. Speaking of attacks with people who definitely deserve it, I like the the little uh, you know wh- where are they now at the end of the thing. It says Dewey's now working at fast food. It's a little thing for the odds to point and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking moron! You, can you imagine it? Shit! Can you imagine if he was there watching the movie, be like, uh, <clears throat> didn't quite go down like that. <laughs> It's just a guy who's like 130 pounds being like, hang on a second. Yeah. What, what is this? Hey, wait a second. That's, That's me. You probably wondered how I ended up in this situation. Yeah, it would have been better if they said that like, Ethan Supley joined the Pittsburgh Penguins as their new goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they, uh, you know, after this beautiful moment, they went to Uganda to do some charity work and really change some lives for the better. Like some people I idolize now. Ethan Suffley changed his name to Baco and started playing online video games. <laughs> uh, Unstoppable is really good. Sorry, we don't have yeah, to yeah, genuinely, you guys should watch it. You should watch Unstoppable. It's really good. It's just like a tight 90-minute four-star thriller. It's everything you want. Yeah. Go watch it. But not a horror. That's the tea, sis.